Welcome back to the Social Distance Podcast, everybody. I won't lie to you. Uh, we we really fumbled our way through this episode. We've got three fatigued boys. George has had a massive trip back from the States. He's fighting jet lag. He was via Turkey. Jones has had a big weekend in Wollongong, commentating on the world, doing all his bits and pieces down there. I don't really have an excuse other than the fact that these guys' energy brought my levels down. I came in really ready to go. Oh, bullshit. It was the opposite. <laughs> you were flat as a shit Carter's hat. We've had to prop yeah. you up, son. That's it. You but anyway, on, it's a short... You were, you were out on the beers. Like, you're worse than everybody. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's a short episode, but you'll enjoy it, hopefully. <laughs> we wrap up the Worlds. Uh, I wrap up my last race. I had my last race last weekend. Officially retired now. Uh, yeah, like, share, subscribe. And George fishes for oysters. Let's, let's just run the intro and wing it like we always do and see what comes out of it. Uh, let's get ready to rumble! Mm. Front kick! Just getting bored in the chat. My radar's going pretty hard at the moment, I think we should... Will you Who shut up, man? That escalated quickly. Oh, We're going to need to get some more qualified guests on the show, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Righto, lads. It's a low-energy episode, this one. I just can, I can sense it in the pre, pre-production that... We're just not up and about. Let's just let's just we, make an effort. Let's suck every drop of energy we've got left in the tank. And if we combine three drops, we'll get a thimble and just shot it and just that's it. That's all we're getting today. It's not a career, no, it's not a litre of beer. It's a thimble, a shot, and that's it. Mate, I sprayed my energy over between here and Turkey. Between JFK and Turkey, I sprayed my energy. What were you doing in Turkey? What was I not doing in Turkey? Hell of a place. I was trying to get home. That's what I was doing in Turkey. I was on this nice expedition in Boulder, Colorado. That's where I've been. My partner was there. She was there for a running race and stuff. Her team were there. And um, so we stayed with this, you know, our family friends, like our American family. And it was just had this awesome time in Boulder training, like little mini altitude camp, whatever you want to call it. And then I'm flying out Thursday. Thursday lunchtime, leave Boulder. Leave Denver, ideally landing 7 a.m. In, um, in Barcelona to get home on the Friday morning. So it's like an overnight trip, essentially. Perfect. Take off, start flying over to stop in JFK on the way over. As we come into JFK, we're just circling for ages. And then eventually the guy's like, uh, we can't land. And I'm looking out the window. It's perfect sunshine. I'm like, what do you mean yeah, we can't did land? Did he do the calming voice where he goes, good evening, passengers. Uh, we will not be landing in JFK at this particular moment. Yeah, he did the thing where you take a really bad thing but say it in a good way. Yeah. Like he always said, I like good news, guys. Hey, everyone. Good news. Yeah. <laughs> You're not going where you wanted. <laughs> and then, uh, so we land in like Newark, which is like annoyingly close to New York. So when I tell people, like, oh, I'm in Newark, they'll be like, you know, I'm thinking I'm in New York. So like, yeah, just fly out of New York. So, no, it's Newark. Like, Anyway, it's it's so we, we land in this other place because what happened was the UN delegation was the UN um, conference was on and all the dignitaries were were flying out and they're not allowed to have planes flying in when dignitaries are leaving or something crazy oh, like this. Um, so anyway, we 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 get out of the plane and we're like, what the hell happens now? You know, I got another flight that leaves in three to four three hours overnight to Barca. We're lining up in this line. Everyone just starts lining up randomly. So I'm lining up for four hours in this plane, in this line. And I'm looking at the clock. I'm, fuck, next flight's already left. Get to the front of the line. As I get to the very front, I'm just about to say, like, 
hello, the first word comes out of my mouth. Security just comes in. Security just storming the place, like screaming, like, everybody get down. Police running in with machine guns. Everybody out, everybody out. And it was just like full gas on. And then this is like a scene out of Die Hard. Mate, I can't believe this isn't like global news. I was like, oh my God, this, you know, like, yeah. How is this not? How has this not been a big event since? So everyone like, at this point over. just just shoot me actually. Yeah, that's what I said to him. I was like, everybody out. I was like, if I stay, you know, like, <laughs> if I stay, will I get deported? Because it's probably my yeah. quickest fucking way to Europe right now. Yeah. <laughs> so we exit this airport. We storm out, and I'm like, I don't know where my bikes are. I don't know what's going on. I don't know where I'm getting home. It's now like 10 p.m. at night. And we're just standing out on the street, and I'm in like New Jersey, without a clue of what's happening. I literally just, I'm starting to get pretty defeated by the stage. So I walk in back into the terminal, and then like find this Delta Airlines who I've been, who I've been flying with, and said like, "Look, this is my situation." I line up again, get to the front of their line, and they're like, "Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah, we we it's our obligation to to reroute you and get you home." And uh, she's just like typing away. And she's like, look, so your new flight is going to get you home on Monday. I was like, you know, it's Thursday. And she's like, yeah, everything's full. I'm like, Sounds like that scene at Home Alone. You know, when the mum's just trying to get back to Kevin. <laughs> yeah. And they're just tapping away and they're going, sorry, sir. No, this is full. Oh, well, excuse me. You were so just waiting for like John Candy scanning. to roll up with the trumpet players to go, mate, jump on our flight to Barca. <laughs> we saw John Candy last night. Yeah, we saw him walking to this. We saw him walking to We didn't realize he was He was looking pretty dusty. I was like, oh, you come back from the dead. He doesn't look good. <laughs> um, but anyway, so I get, I look on Skyscanner. There's a flight that leaves in an hour from Turkish Airlines. So I find, sprint around the baggage claim, find some bikes, get upstairs, get to the Turkish check-in. And she's like, oh, yeah, it closes. And the flight leaves and now you can't. It's pretty late. And then she's like, oh, oh we've still got people here checking. We'll try and get you on. And she's Gucci again tapping away on her, just tapping away for way too long, just tapping for like five minutes. And I'm just yeah. sweating, half crying, like what's happening here? And she's like, oh, there is a flight, but you don't want it. You don't want it. You don't want the seat. I was like, why not? She's like, uh it's the last seat and they're, they're really charging charging a lot for it, you know, like no one would want this. I was like, well, I'm pretty fucking desperate here. <laughs> How much yeah. is it going to cost me to get home? And she said, well, to get from Turkey to Barcelona is going to cost you a thousand euro and you've got to get to Turkey first, which is like another. So anyway, it was like, in the end, it was like over 2,000 euro. And I had to go from Europe over Barcelona, over everywhere I live, four hours towards the Middle East. Oh. Stop in the Middle East, turn around, fly all the way back here. And then I had to dry. Oh, mate, I was so defeated. It was yeah. just horrific travel. I was like, this is, I said to Caitlin when I was like, this is why I'm never, ever going anywhere again. This is why I'm You're not, really, like, my holiday is going to be in this, in this city. That's it. You're done. It's over. So <laughs> but the, the, the thing is, though, like, that would be a shit job. Like, that's why that TV show, like, on the airports, you know, it was great TV yeah. because very rarely will you see people that aren't either super stressed, running late, lost bags, just genuinely pissed off. And they're all the ones, always the ones that cop it. it why is there an echo? 
What do you mean there's not. an echo? When you talk. When, when I, I talk. talk. Well. No, mate. Mate, it's your AirPods. Had too many beers last night, I think. Is that what it is? My AirPods? I think so. No, I can hear an echo now as well. Oh, I think that I, it's me because what's happened is of course it's I've been pretending to be listening to my AirPods, but it's actually coming through my computer. <laughs> <laughs> How's the evil laugh? And how's that now? Gone, I bet you. It's yeah. gone. You just got back from the world, Jonesy. You down the gong doing some alternative commentary. We went in, we did a like a rehearsal on Saturday and we were like, yeah, nah, should all be good. But geez, there's another layer of appreciation for commentators. What did like, you do for did... your rehearsal? Pretend oh, I made sure rehearsed. all the, we did all the tech stuff and then we sort of did a quick little 15 minute run through of how we were going to do it. Old race? Yeah, yeah, like we sure saw like an old race from the classics or whatever and we were just bouncing off that. But the guy who was doing it, um, he said, yeah, no, nah, I'm just going with the test run. We'll test that the live stream works and I'll set it up on Facebook. It'll just go directly to me. I said, all right, sweet. We get 20 minutes in. It's rough as guts. And we're saying all this sort of random shit. And I said, hey, mate, how come there's like five people watching live? He goes, what? And then there are all these comments and mates going, guys, this is loose. What am I watching? I'm like, hey, fuck, what? So we shut <laughs> We shut that down, so that was a disaster. But it, what was funny was um, Mitch Docker's a, a celebrity man. Mm. He had so many people stop him, and I'm thinking, where's all the social distance podcast fans? Like, where's all the shit rider, great bloke, bloody t-shirts and that? I finally see one guy wearing the cap Bills has got on. I thought, oh, fucking brilliant. He sees Mitch. He goes, oh, Mitch Docker. Hey, you going, mate? I'm thinking, oh, just wait, just wait. You'll see me. I'm wearing the same cap, whatever. He finally sees me. He goes, hey, you going, mate? And I'm thinking, oh, are you going to talk about the pot? He goes, can you take a quick photo of me and Mitch? <laughs> <laughs> so I took the photo of him and Mitch. Gave him the phone back. I was like, fuck, it's not even worth it. Just let it go. No, I'm just oh, shit. No. It's deflating. <laughs> Mitch is, I go, mate, you have a big name over here. He goes, yeah, no, it's pretty full on, isn't it? Donuts. Fucking crickets. <laughs> he actually, that guy actually sent us a message on Instagram or something. Because I like put on Instagram that, you know, like send us who you think should be a shit rider, great bloke for the, or great rider, shit bloke t-shirt for the worlds. And he he said, this guy commented and said, oh, I nominate myself for um, not introducing my, or not saying hi to Jonesy when I had a social distance podcast hat on and oh. just getting a photo with Mitch or something. <laughs> There you go. Stitch up. That's his. Yeah, we'll give got, him the shirt. Yeah, I got donuts. I thought, okay. How are the crowds at the Worlds? Like, I, I tuned in, I jumped on the alternative commentary with you and Mitch for the last 50K, and that's pretty much all I saw of the race. And it looked like big crowds, but I sort of, for some reason, I expected them to be way bigger. Nah, the, I I was underwhelmed, to be honest. Yeah. I thought it was going to be jam-packed. You know, like, with 1K to go, like, say if it was in England or Yorkshire or whatever, it is just, like, 50 deep, you know? It wasn't It wasn't like that. It was like a stage of two down under. Yeah, um, but do you know, do you think that this was a scheduling issue? Because, like, there was finals footy on. There was, there was semifinals yes. in RL. There was 100%. finals 
AFL. There was All Blacks New Zealand. Uh, yep. All Blacks uh, Wallabies. Bledisloe, yep. Bledisloe Cup. I mean, there was so much sport on in Australia. And I was just like, I was pissed trying to like, there was even like cricket on. And you're just mm. thinking like, okay, in Europe, it's it's like, what? If if you're gonna put a worlds on somewhere, I think you also need to like check out the demographic. And I don't think that like okay, necessarily the same people that are watching Geelong play are the same people that are wanting to watch football. But you were one of them. Like if you had the choice, sorry, I have people that want to watch cycling. If you but if you had the choice to watch your team who you've supported for thirty years, I'd watch footy. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. And and then I started button heads with Ify, like obviously you know Remco, super ride, super rider, great. But what happens is you get all these older old school dudes that are just traditionalists, right? Nah, it's got to be two hundred and seventy k's. It's got to be there. It's got to be that. And they lose track of like for me, I've always looked at cycling as entertainment. I don't give a shit about like the old school traditions. I'm more thinking from a viewer's point of view. From when that break is formed to pulling it back, for me, that is just like watching grass grow. It's like cricket, mm. the one day is when it's 15 overs to 35 overs. They're just flicking them off the mm. pads, letting them go, chipping singles. And I'm just like... How was that in the commentary box? Things. What were you filling it with? <laughs> Absolute dribble. And that's why we burn all our matches in the first 100Ks and then Mitch, with 140 k's to go, sheer panic in his face. How many interviews we got left? I said, mate, we've burned them all. It's, what the fuck are we going to be talking about? So, oh, mate, we'll be right. We'll wing it. So, another beer. <laughs> like, when I joined you boys, I could tell you there'd been a few cans. I could tell there'd been a few cans drunk when I joined, the, joined you boys. Oh, but then, you know, when you're sitting in a seat for so long, you've literally taken all the sun's movement. And yeah. it got... For about four hours, it peaked its way through and just straight to the retina. So I had about four hours sitting there <laughs> drinking cans, trying to commentate. And half the time, because we, we we don't know what we're talking about, we tried to sound professional, but we clearly weren't because we didn't know who the writers were. So you go, yeah, yeah that's also hard though because they're not in team kit. So you see a guy all yeah. year, and then he's suddenly wearing Aussie kit, and you go, "Who the fuck is that?" Like, oh, I, was, I was trying to work out yeah. in the breakaway, and I was like, "Who is?" Aussie don't have a tall guy. Yeah. And then I was like, it took me a long time to work out it was Ben O'Connor. I, I thought Luke Durbridge. Okay. Oh, there's Durbo <laughs> off the back there. And Mitch goes, mate, that's not even Australia. That's Ren, <laughs> Ren Shawhurst who rides for Holy See. I go, what? What's, what's yes, Holy See? Vatican City. What? Did you hear about Oh, yeah, yeah this guy from Groningen, this guy? like 41 years old. He's yeah. from Groningen in the uh, Netherlands and he moved to Vatican City. He hasn't had a team for four years. His missus works for the UCI, and the, there's some deal that got it into, you know, represent the worlds under the Vatican City. He hasn't he hasn't had a team since 2018. <laughs> he rode, I think he rode in the um, Dutch nationals in the TT and ran 40th, about eight <laughs> minutes behind, and he saddled up. He got on the front grid, mate. Before the really? gun went off, he was on the front row, the Holy Sea rider. Yeah. What does Holy C mean? Like Holy C, like the letter C. H no S E E. That's what it's under. Holy C. Oh, I thought it was Holy City. Yeah, what's this S E E mean? Maybe I'm sure it wasn't just Doc saying like Holy City, like with a slur, C. 
Under pro cycling uh, stats, we've had country, city? holy C. Yeah. It's EE. Yeah. But I was thinking, if that, okay, if everything's normal, Fuck. does that mean that the Vatican City can then apply to host the Worlds? Because then yeah. that'd be a mean hot dog crit, you know, just doing laps in the Vatican City. It'd be like the old bank crits. I'll tell you what, they wouldn't have a problem with crowds there. No. 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 Shit, no. All the, wouldn't all clash the... with, it also wouldn't clash with the AFL grand final. <laughs> no. Swannies would be topping up their water bottles. Be plenty of holy water. They'll be trying yeah. to baptize me every lap. Yeah, that's it. Be like acid to me. Holy water would be like acid to me. I reckon it would just. <laughs> I'm melting. Ah, my eyes. But yeah, but no, was... the crowds were underwhelming, Bills. But it was I still thought... a good weekend of racing, eh? It was some bloody good races from there. I mean, yeah. Like, I'd like to talk about the men's race, but at the same time, like, sort of self explanatory. Explanatory. Yeah, we don't need to like, go too deep into that. The only no, thing like, is, every other team fucked up. Hmm. Like, you see Rico yeah. in a group with three teammates. Why would you not just shut that down? Yeah. Like, why would you let that group go? Like, surely at that point, that you, you when that group's going, you're like, this is a race-winning move, especially in modern-day cycling, when the races start hmm. so early now. Like, finals aren't One thing that 30, was interesting K. was watching everybody just flapping around without radios. Just like looking yeah. at each other like, well, I'm not quite well, that's, that's what I was going to ask you. How much of an effect does the no race radios have when it comes to the tactics? Well, I think heaps, but I think also a lot of it wasn't just no race radios. It looked like no race information. Like there wasn't even a camera on the Palo for the last two laps. And they didn't, like when Bling sprinted, I, I read he didn't even know that they were sprinting for second. And, like, nah. Laporte they were just well. like, oh, we think we're up there, but for all we know, yeah, there's just... 10 groups away. Yeah, they just said they were sprinting. They didn't know they were racing for second, 15th, 30th. They just sprinted. I was talking to Demers. They don't even have race radio in the cars. Like, they no. don't even have, like, the update you on what's going on in the race. Demers said he had people all out on the course feeding him info, and then they just had, like, the signboards where you go, red means, you know, uh, we've got to, like, chase it down or whatever, amber and green. He said it was just an absolute shit show with information. Mm, wow. You're almost better off having your sports director on the side of the road instead of in the car. Yeah, because at least like, once a lap, you you figure out what's happening. Yeah, you get a big whiteboard. Just let the mechanic drive the car. Mm. Yeah, because that's all the car's there for, is to service a give a drink bottle. I guess a rider's can always come back and speak to the car. Directly from it's the a car, fucking but... long way back to the car at the Worlds. If you go back to the yeah. car at the world, it takes your... Especially you, on a circuit like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's bizarre, eh? But, like, I, I guess you just, yeah, I mean, it, in some ways it's like, you know, put, makes people think. I mean, remember the UCI tried to ban radios for good ages, years ago? We only had mm. them in World Tour races. And, like, you definitely, it's important to have, like, a smart road captain then in those, in those situations, mm. for sure, because you've got to make decisions yourself on the road. I mean, Remco just decided he's just going to fuck off anyway and drop everyone, which, you know, easier said than done, but... Neve, Neve, way better. Won, won the world champion, New Zealander. First under-23 women's world title goes to New Zealand. Yeah, I saw that. Neve Fisher Black. What a legend, eh? Do they mm. reimburse her now that she won it for her flights and accommodation? And Does she get nah. a kickback now? Or nah? They'll, nah charge for this, they'll charge you for the jerseys, probably. <laughs> 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 
But with under-23s, do you get to wear them at all? Or when does she get nah. to wear it? No. Nah. There's no under-23 women's races. It's just like in a frame in the family yeah. living room. It's pretty like, much it. you'd, you'd hope that they'll have some, you know, maybe they'll let her wear like it on the sleeve or I don't know, like some some version of a jersey. Or maybe it would be like jersey world year. champs not racing. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. They well, should do Anna something. Meek, how did you guys feel about Anna Meek winning? Because on one hand, I was like, oh, yeah, legend, tough. That was unreal. Like, grit. But on the other hand, I'm like, fuck, she's retiring. So no one's going to be no jersey in the pillow. No, nah, she's racing. And she's already won enough. Oh, she's racing next year. Mm. Oh. I think she's <laughs> oh, it's retired. It's me that retired, yeah. Was How is it? You've been retired a week. Doesn't feel much different at the moment, to be honest. The only thing that's changed in my life is that I don't go and ride my bike in the morning, every morning. Which, again, not a lot of changes. Right. <laughs> especially, of... especially when you were talking to Rowan about how, when he was going, nah, the power bears at you. Hey, you can edit that. He goes, ah, oh, okay. <laughs> right. You just uh, ruined Jumbo's. You just ruined a key member of Jumbo's train by telling him he can edit his power files. No, but it was good. I had my last race on Sunday, actually, up in Belge. Finished off at one of the races I've always wanted to do, Goit Chappelle. Um, so that was nice. Never even fucking heard I of the race. I, I, I didn't even like. know you'd finish because I had messages like, when's your next race, bro? And you go, nah, I'm done. I'm done on the weekend. Ah, oh, shit. Yeah. Sorry, mate. Uh, it was all it pretty under the cover. Big, yeah, it wasn't a big build-up. I thought, given you know, your big character big personality there would have been this sort of like the countdown begins two weeks till sam says goodbye i no. think that i think the team like retweeted my tweet maybe or liked it or something well that's all right <laughs> <laughs> is that the one where you and your mum the thumbs up sort of thing and, and hannah <laughs> no it was actually pretty good because no in fairness it was a real last minute decision so basically what happened was i, I went up to belgium to race on friday and sunday and as everybody knows, there's a bloody a race or a battle amongst four or five teams for the final spots in the world to next year to avoid relegation. And our team's one of those teams that's you know having to race quite a lot for to to gain points to stay to stay promoted. And um, so what happened basically in in a nutshell was I raced on Friday and I didn't ride very well and. I, and then at this point, I was racing on Sunday, and then I was racing again. I think like you're supposed to race yesterday, and but after the race on Friday, I, I was sort of hanging out Saturday afternoon. I was like, "Fuck!" I sort of, I I really understand the situation the team's in, and I understand that it's really important to have the best lineups or the best performing riders each in every race going forward for the next couple of weeks because of this. You know, we need the points, we need the victories, we need results. So I kind of acknowledged to myself, like, fuck, I, I, I know I'm not in, I'm not in that seven or eight guys that you know are high performing. So I messaged the team and I was like, I understand the situation. I would completely understand if you guys weren't going to use me again for this season. Um, and saying that, I'm happy to race. I'm keen to. I'm still happy to race if you guys need me. But I, I understand it, it, why you wouldn't use me if that was the case. So I said. What do you think? Like, is tomorrow? Is there a chance tomorrow is going to be my last race? Because if it is, I want to know. I want to like <clears throat> buy the staff a beer, give everyone a hug, you know, hang out. 
hang out after the race, stay the night, go fly home the following day instead of flying home straight after the race and, you know, just tell some stories and just have the feel that it's the last race. I didn't need to be a big fanfare, but I just wanted to know. Mm. And so obviously the team were bloody good with, with that. And they said, yeah, mate, look, let's call it tomorrow. Tomorrow's your last race. So that was that was actually good. So it was like I only decided like on Saturday night that the following day would be my last race. So it wasn't a big build up or a, or anything like that. And I didn't tell anyone other than the, really the guys that were there. Um, but it was good because my mum was there, Hannah was there. And it was actually like the perfect race to go out because I just ended up riding the front for 150k uh, with me old mate, the flying mullet. So it was like kind of like a, quite a fitting end, like riding the front, you know, what I've been doing my whole career. Um, I had to tell, I was riding with Novi and Elio Kesa from, from Quickstep. And a couple of times I was like, boys, you got to look after me. I'm fucking hurting here. I'm hurting. And, uh, and then it was good. I crossed the line. It was sort of really, really overwhelming and pretty underwhelming all at the same time. But a couple of riders from other teams that knew it was my last race came onto the bus afterwards, gave me a beer, had a beer with me. Jens Kukulia gave me a beer. Jenski. Um, Jenski. And then, and then went back to the hotel that night, had a couple of beers with the boys and the staff and woke up in the morning, had breakfast and fucked off. <laughs> Wake up in the morning and you're no longer a rider. <laughs> And then I, I was like, four hours after I left the team hotel, I was sitting on a canal boat, on a tourist canal boat in Ghent, listening to about this when this fucking church was built in the 1600s. And I thought to myself, reality. There's a fucking reality hit. <laughs> Did you do a big speech to the group and all that? Did you get emotional? Didn't say anything. No? No. Fuck, I was a bit, I of, what, I was I was a bit emotional when I Monday. Think it, and, that was a, and I wasn't even a rider. I was just cooked. Yeah. No, I kind of was like in that space where I was just like, I sort of just want to like go out now, you know? Yeah. And saying that, I'm going to have a retirement party. I'm sure I'll get a, say some speeches in. But it was it was good. Like, I mean, and also knowing that like everyone in the team knew that it was my last race for like three or four months. Or my, I was, it was my last season, sorry, for like the last three or four months. So like throughout the last three or four months, there's been plenty of that stuff, you know? Mm. Um, and actually, it was a really good group. Had a good group there in Belgium. Had a couple of guys that I've been racing with for a long time. Chris Jensen, guys like that. A um, couple of Kiwi boys were there. All, well, all the Kiwis were there. Dean was there. Jack was there. Campbell was there. And then like a bunch of the young guys that I've been racing with heaps this year. Mm. Um, so it, it was actually like a really good group of guys to do the last couple of races with. Um, but yeah, and then Monday was a bit emotional. Like I wasn't like sad. I was just like, was just weird, you know. I, I felt weird on Monday, and then got back to Jorona and played golf, played cricket, yeah. commentated, commentated. Already like started. What do you do now? Like, what are you doing? You're doing a podcast today. You got a podcast. What else are you doing today? Like, what is it not nap? bizarre? <laughs> Could definitely do with a nap. <laughs> But are you like, living the life of like, do you think like, oh, this is what it would be like really on the dot? Like at what point are you going to get bored? Billy's already shown his cards where he's like, I'm sort of struggling with this a bit mentally. And George is like the angry dad. It's like, what are you going to do with the rest of your life, man? Like, what did you do today? You know that speech you get where it's like, I just piss off. Give me a week. No, but I think I'm so like intimidated by the thought of just not having something to do. Like, give, mm. like, didn't do well with sick days at home as a kid. 
you know, thing, or like the thing, like yeah, I fuck, you couldn't do it for long. Like I, the fir- I, the first thing I've noticed now, it's been a week. I haven't exercised. Uh, I mean, I haven't exercised for a week, and already I'm like, ah, uh, I'm pretty restless now. I, I want to go for a ride. I want to go for a run. I want to do some exercise, but also at the same time, like I've got some things lined up for next year, and I know that that's going to kick off like in a month or so, month or two probably, where I'm going to have to really knuckle down into the, into something something different and something new and like teach myself some things and learn some things so i know that's coming and i'm really excited for that but so it's sort of a bit easier for me to that now just to go just give yourself a couple of weeks where you yeah. like mm-hmm. haven't really got any responsibilities you know other than like you know just not being a scumbag i guess but like you just gotta <laughs> you just gotta like I, I need a couple of I need a couple of weeks where I don't really do anything because I know what's coming. Yeah, and I know that it's going to be 100%. busy, and I'm and I'm going to be sticking you, my teeth into it. So I think you need you can kind of wrap just, your head around doing nothing for a little bit. It's the month of Buells. You just launch, yeah. just do whatever the hell you want to do. That's it. You want to sleep in? You want to get out? I play golf? Played shit. I played so shit, man. Ruined my day. I hope you didn't but, take it out on those clubs. <laughs> One of them got thrown actually, like softly, but he did blame the clubs. He did say they were too short. Yeah, too they short. probably are. Yeah, yeah, but you you probably need those longer clubs. You need like custom clubs. You got like gangly legs and arms swinging around, shit everywhere. You need an extra. They, they just call that height, don't they? Yeah, you got height. <laughs> got extra height. <laughs> but no, it's it's yeah, it's weird. It's it, it's at, at this point though, it's kind of feels like. It actually feels pretty normal because this is this is normal for the end of the season, where you don't train, you don't do much, you like everyone's sort of relaxed. Everyone's kind of, although there's a couple of weeks left in the season for most guys, like everyone's starting to like simmer down a bit, and like the off season is going to feel not you. You know, you're still doing altitude camps, but the next, like the next month or so, will probably feel will feel very familiar. But I reckon where it's going to feel weird is when everybody starts training again and. You know, like training hard, training structured. Uh, then, I, and then it's going to be like, oh, I don't, I don't have to do that. I, you know, that's not my job anymore. So then mm. it will feel weird, I reckon. Yeah, uh, when everyone gets back time, like all of them to start the 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 ten a.m. bunchies and the you know like pull ourselves out of the off season together, that kind mm. of vibe. And then actually, you're just, you know, you're you're doing yeah. the rest of your life. But at the same, yeah, like at the same time, like I said, I'll be sinking my teeth into other projects, so I'll be. I'll be at least occupied and like motivated and excited. It's not like I'm going to be going, well, fuck now. What do I do? I've got nothing to do. Well, you look at even Richie Port's last race tour of Britain. He would have been sort of thinking, building up for, oh, you know, the last stage is going to be my last race. And then the queen dies and they go, right, that race is over. Mm. Mm. Oh, that's weird. Oh, eh? Okay. I'm done. Yeah. All right. Go home now. <laughs> that's it. There was no big fanfare. I feel sorry for that, like for him for that, because like, like I touched on is like I didn't need or I didn't I didn't want the big fanfare and all this attention and like all that stuff around it the, around the last race. I didn't need or want that. All I wanted was to know that it was my last race, you know, mm. so I could at least acknowledge it myself or like process it myself. Um, but Richard didn't get that. He just like finished the race, went had his recovery meal, had a massage, went back to the hotel, preparing for the, the next couple of days. And it's like, you're done, mate. He would have been like, yeah. Knowing Richie, I think he would have been fucking stoked. Yeah, yeah, he probably would have. Yeah. 
Yeah. It would be yeah. just like, that's it. Done. Oh. Wrapping it up. Speaking of oh, done, yeah. wrapping it up. What do you reckon? Should we... I, I like how we just like had the world champs and we just had... like this is this is gonna be a real clickbait. When I put when I upload this to social media and stuff and write the description and all that stuff, I'll be like, we wrap up the world champs, but we actually fucking didn't. <laughs> But we people talk, will click on it. it Talks about sinking beers, yeah. doing commentary. That that's gold. Yeah. If you want to get some clickbait, just go. We go deep into the Van der Poel incident, <laughs> and then yeah. we find out what really happened. Yeah, we know. Yeah, we know, know what happened, know. and we we, we tell you we've, what happened. We talk to the two to the CCTV footage, and we talk we, to the two the two girls involved. Yeah, um, and the parents, and we have Vanderpol on the show, and we hash out a we yeah. hash out a um, restorative justice session on the show. Yeah, maybe I'll put that in the thing. I'll say Vanderpol doesn't join the show to talk about his incident. Perfect. Be quick, but... We should we should get him on the show. But I want to I want to just quickly go back because we got sidetracked when George said, well, "How do you guys feel about Van Vluten's victory?" I reckon it was fucking epic. Like oh, she's a, she is such a hitter. Like, yeah. Yeah, at this stage, I thought she was retiring, so I'm changing my yeah. tack on that. Yeah, but like, mate, you've got to take your hat off to Annemiek. Like, she is one hard ass. Eh? She's tough, man. Like, mm-hmm. not just the fact that she was racing with a broken elbow, but the fact that just like how the race went and how deep she went to come. She was dropped. How deep she went to come mm-hmm. back to that group. How it's like grit. she just has the absolute like, grit. But I saw that coming. Were you sitting there like when you saw that group stop? I was like, oh, I know there's two people off just off the back of this group and they're going to hit it with speed. You could just feel it. And it was like, I'm sure she's going to do it. And then you just see at the bottom of your screen this little orange thing. (laughs) You know, oh, the fuck. As soon as she went, I was like, fuck now. Yeah. She she was in absolute shock. I've got video of it. I took it on my phone. She didn't even know that she'd won. Like she was looking at the, and then she's going, "Did I win?" Because obviously, what happened at the Olympics, and then when oh, it yeah. hit her, they're going, "No, you won." She goes, "Whoa, shit!" Like we're nuts. She can't, she couldn't believe it. And then there's Voss there going, "Hey, well done." Fuck yeah, it. Voss is just like pretending, yeah. like Voss is like, "You're meant to be my lead out, you snake." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's smiling through teeth. That's what you say it. You know, she's just literally it. like completely like what the yeah she's gone she imagine saying. accidentally winning the world so like she was literally just mm. being a teammate everybody and she accidentally yeah. won the race and she said in her post race interview that like I won Unreal. as a domestique today because I was a domestique with a broken elbow and I won or, so. everybody everybody says like that Voss is the goat of woman cycling and she probably is, but like Anna Meek is not far oh, off the goat, man. Like, how many world titles has she won? She's won four, maybe. Well, she's, she's definitely won the most impressive one. That one in Yorkshire when she went off the front yeah. with a hundred k to go. That no one can beat that. But this year she won the tour, Giro, the Giro, the, the Giro, Vuelta, the tour, the Vuelta, and the World. Yeah. Holy shit! You can't do any That's more than that. Impressive, man. And Seriously Down Under wasn't on, so she didn't win that. She won the Olympics? No. Did she? No, uh, she didn't. She didn't she win the Olympics. Second. Won the time trial, yeah, maybe. Time yeah, Kirsten won. Yeah. yeah. 
Like she's that's that's a Palmares that anyone would be happy with, male yeah. or female. Yeah, hundred percent. Young or old? No, you I see was, that photo I was, she I put on Instagram. She put a photo on Instagram of her and Remco, and like twenty-two years of age, thirty-nine years of age. I had to bust out the old Gabba yesterday, first time. It's kind of cold again. Actually, I heard a story about the Gabba jacket. Do you guys know the? the do you know where it come from? This Gabba jacket. What is the Gabba jacket? The Gabba. The Gabba jacket is this. It's like, Gabba. He made neoprene. it. Yeah. Well, I'm getting there. So this jacket, it's like the neoprene jacket that Castelli make, right? And it's got this little Norwegian flag on it and all this stuff. And it's like neoprene for when it rains. It just kind of soaks the water in and meant to be waterproof and keep you warm. Anyway, we're in the elevator at um, Tour Canada, uh, Canada, and we're just, I was talking to someone, we were telling a story about like when we raced Montreal or something. I said, yeah, I saw it was raining, you know, everyone had their gabbers on. And then this guy turned to me and he's like, yeah, it was a good, it's a good jacket, eh? And I was looking at him and I was like, oh, it's Gabriel Rash. And I left and I was like, oh, I wonder if, I wonder if there's actually like he made this jacket because, you know, his nickname is Gabba. He's now a director for Ineos, but he rode for Sky for years. Anyway, turns out this guy made the jacket, like designed it with them. That's why it's got a Norwegian flag. That's why it's called the Gabba jacket. Never saw a cent. Hmm. What? They Never saw him. a cent. He just flipped them. Oh, him. that's that shit ass. I think he developed it with them in like in Cervelo Test Team or oh, something. Oh, because now, he was, every they, black jacket yeah, is called they Gabba. They put it under. You're working for the team, so they're paying your wage, so that's enough to cover. Yeah. But, like, we call our jacket our version of that a Gabba. Everyone calls it yeah. a Gabba, named after this writer, Gabriel Rash. Hmm. Well, I suppose that, that's a bit of a tribute. Like, you got something out of it. Like, it's a household name. What it's would like, the Jonesy look like? What would the DJ jacket be? It'd, I guess it'd, be a, it'd just be a Geelong singlet. No, nah, it'd, it'd have, like, a, a spot where you could put your beer cans it'd have like sort of you know it'd be practical it looks shit hot alright lads I've got to get to bed this time zone's kill me I need to uh, charge on I need a power week but um, merch Bules merch yep. get behind thanks it. for the support and if you do buy a cap and you see me walking down the street just just say g'day mm. acknowledge me show me some yep. love that was embarrassing We're all embarrassing I felt embarrassed <laughs> Alright Cheers boys See you in a couple of weeks Like share subscribe Cheers mate Cheers mate